Hey, welcome back. It is Thursday night. We're sorry. We owe you a Wednesday night show. Apologize. We had life got in the way. Work got in the way. It is what it is. But we're here. Yes, we are. We're back. Live in action. It's Thursday night. We're gonna, Geeking out. We're going to give you some serious geek news tonight. Be ready for it. That being said, this is Fig and Lock Talk. I'm Mr. Figs. And I'm Mr. Lock. Let's get into it. Yeah, man. We got some fun topics tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about some comics that popped this week. We're going to talk about Gotham, our favorite show on television. Hell yeah. Give you a little taste of House of Cards. Give you some fake political drama amongst <laughs> the real political drama. Yeah, you're right. We're going to talk about Battlefront DLC that dropped last yeah. week. Division dropped this week. Yep. We're going to talk about the Ghostbusters Expanding Universe, whatever that is. And we're going to get into the NFL free agency, which apparently some exciting moves happened this week. Uh, so let's dive into it. Let's go. All right. Start off some comics. Look, in my opinion, this was a slow week for comics. Uh, I didn't see too much that I wanted. There were some new Spider- Amazing Spider-Man issues that dropped. DC dropped some new stuff with Justice League. But the two that I picked up were continuations of some series that I've been excited about, and that is Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This issue is really heartfelt, really cuts to the core. Batman and Raphael share a moment mostly over the fact that Raphael originally coming to terms with the fact that he knows from the last issue that they're going to die. There's no coming back from that. They're trapped in this alternate dimension, this Gotham dimension. They need mutagen, and they're going to die. And Raphael doesn't know how to handle that, and he lashes out at Batman, who they've been training extensively with, in the last few, in the time between the two issues, and he lashes out at Batman saying, you're some snobby rich kid that does this, you know, to, to take up his time. We do it because our lives depend on it. And that forces Batman to kind of open up a side of him that, you know, he doesn't normally share with people outside his inner circle. No, wait a minute. Let me, let me interrupt with this. Okay. So right. how, where do Teenage Mutant Turtles, where is it necessary that they have to fight crime well apparently from their perspective they see this as that they're like it's been their job since day one to counter the shredder who's been trying to take over the world in their dimension that's not their so, job and well like, it is because they're intimately linked because remember you know uh, uh the rat <laughs> i can't think of his uh, name splinter is you know his his whole uh, origin hinges on the Shredder, right? Because so they one were one giant revenge story, right? Exactly, and he's he's eventually changed his his kids to take care of. Yeah, his, 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 yeah, that's what he did. So it's one giant, right? But <laughs> that being said, so you know, Batman shares a Raphael, this very intimate side of him, you know, taking him to Crime Alley and showing him, like, hey, you know, I do this because my parents were killed. I don't want this to happen to somebody else, and that makes Raphael realize, hey, there's more to the Batman than what I thought. A lot of great panels in this in this comic book this week. My favorite panel is watching Leonardo and Batman go toe-to-toe in training and watching Leo actually beat Batman with some coaching from Splinter, of course. And even Splinter can't help but harass Batman saying, hey, your footwork isn't as good as you think it is. So, you know, which to me is actually really something because, you know, Batman apparently has been trained by the best. The League of Shadows. Yeah, and here's Splinter up there saying, yo, man, you're, you're not quite there. All right. Splinter is the League of Shadows. Yeah, he's the League of Shadows. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, again, I love the artwork in this book. I know you said you didn't you don't care for it a whole lot. I don't care too much for the for it. It's it's all right. It's all right. It looks good. I'm not I'm not going to knock it out. I'm not going to knock it. It looks good. You know what I mean? It's it's just not my flavor, right? When it comes to like, comics. Okay. I respect that. Uh 
The other thing I love about this book also, real quickly, is that it has another great cliffhanger at the end of it. So, you know, in the last in the last book we find out, hey, the, the turtles they're gonna die if they don't get mutagen. In this pan in this book, the cliffhanger is Casey Jones actually shows up with some mutagen miraculously via some uh, a portal that we weren't aware of. But who's waiting for him? Shredder and Rajah Ghoul, and they're gonna st- they've stolen the mutagen and they're gonna use it on the inmates at Arkham Asylum. So can you imagine what will happen when we combine mutagen with the likes of the Joker, the Penguin, whoever else is trapped in Arkham Asylum? So that can make for some really good storytelling over the course of the next two books. I'm really excited about it. Moving on, Spider-Man Deadpool number three. Now, as you know, I've been following this this series. Uh, I love the artwork. It's very crisp. It's very clean. The action is fantastic. Yeah, that's good. However, I felt like this story felt a little flat this week. Uh, we have this great, compelling story arc where Deadpool has been hired to kill Peter Parker, who he believes is experimenting on humans. And as he shows up to kill Peter Parker, he gets convinced by Peter Parker to embark on a mission with Spider-Man in Bolivia, freeing some local inhabitants who are being forced into the drug trade by two new villains, or at least I've never seen them before, Sticks and Stone, who are pretty cliche villains. Yeah. And I felt like this 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 story, in my opinion, just kind of fell flat. To me, the funniest... Yeah, I mean, the, the dynamic between Spider-Man and Deadpool is always entertaining, obviously. Well, I, the funnest part about this whole thing, probably, is that we actually see Spider-Man, Deadpool, and Deadpool's little mercenary franchise working together. And... There, his all his friends are kind of giving him these unsolicited testimonies about how great Deadpool is to convince Spider-Man he's an okay guy. That's to me is probably the the best part of this this book. Otherwise, I felt it was felt a little flat. So, those are my comic reviews this week. Uh, I do want to talk about one thing. This is really cool. Let me ask you, Nick, if you had the chance to buy yourself iconic piece of memorabilia, name any one of it. Would you do it? It depends on it depends on it and the price. Okay, give me an example of something that you would. Oh man, something that's like, like you'd want want a signed, and if so, the uh, let's say the a football from Super Bowl Fifty signed by the entire Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos. That's solid. Okay, now obviously the piece of memory that I came across was not quite to that extent. It was the very first X Men comic in a class two uh, grade. For fourteen hundred bucks, God bless. I would love to own something like that. But the fact of the matter is, that's 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 wife permission money right there. That's that permission. That's <laughs> like you have to go. You have to look at your finances and decide that if this will this thing that I'm gonna buy that's gonna sit. Yeah, it's gonna sit. I can't even open it. Yeah, you're not gonna open it now. So you're not gonna read it. You read it digitally. You're gonna look at it and just wonder. Did I make the right choice on this? But have you ever had a moment like that? Like, what is there? Is there some piece of memorabilia out there that you'd want to get your hands around? There's always something, you know. I'd like to own. I think because I'm a gamer, you know, and I'd like to get my hands on like, like a copy of like Chrono Trigger, which apparently is worth a lot of money. It's worth now. a lot of money, you know, Super Nintendo. I mean, I've, and I've had that game in my hands so many times, but I've never owned it, and my mom never bought it for me when I was like a child, you know. And now it's worth a. Uh, a bunch of money. I own quite a bit of video games that own that worth a lot of bit of money, and that's that'd be a nice missing piece that I don't have. I mean, it's not yeah. the equivalent of something like X Men number one. You know what I mean? 
But um, it, but it's important to you. Yeah, it's important to me. Well, funny comic book store. One day we were like um, fiddling around looking through comics. He was showing me his collection. I'm showing my collection of like my ragtag comic collection here. And then I ran across. We ran across one of my comics. I have like this. It was like a 1977 X Men. Yeah, like that. yeah. And like he first saw it in the plastic. He's like, oh my god, Nick. This is worth a lot of money. This is it. This is it. And I took it out of it, and like it's all ripping, it's all tore apart. Yeah, it's in awful condition. He <laughs> was sitting out in the sun in the car or something. I'm it like, I was so, so depressed, my heart dropped. So I was bad. like, oh was like, my oh. god, dude. Yeah, I was more of a com- I'm more of a card collector. I collect cards. But yeah, but so even much. then, when you went to the comic book store, you couldn't even produce your magic series for the guy. He was like, "Hey, man, you got a lot of I magic." I sold cards? all my magic cards. I bet you wish you had now. Well, I didn't even sell them. I gave them away. Yeah, I bet you wish I you mean, had done that. Well, I mean, now I don't. But I mean, at the time, you know, I mean, I mean, in ninth grade, you play magic, and then when the girl was like, "Oh, you play magic? Oh, you, did, you play magic? I won't be with you." Well, she's giving it up. I want to be with her. Sorry, cards gone. Yeah, it's like I had pogs. I still have. I used to have pogs. Oh, pogs are so much fun, dude. You know, I actually wish I still had mine. In a lot of respect. And my, and my, my, my brass, uh, my, was it they drop or the slammer? slammer? Slammer, my brass slammers. Those good times right there. Yeah. So, it's whatever, man. It's a, it's a time, it's a time piece that you don't remember. You're going to keep it around forever, but it's, how are you supposed to know this stuff's worth money? Yeah. You luckily get a comic strip, comic, you get a comic book that's a, C, that's a series one, limited edition, luckily, printed one time, and somehow it blows up. Yeah. It's it's one giant game of it is that. it really is and a lot of it's nostalgia factor too yeah like obviously there's some things that they're like I would argue like obviously Spider Man number one Superman Batman X Men these are parts of our pop culture history correct like these are no longer just images that you look at and enjoy I mean they're for the, they're affecting their American history at this point so to own something like that is to own a museum piece in a lot of yeah, respects. Yeah, and, and you're talking about people our age owning that. It's extremely yeah. hard. Right. You have to buy it off somebody right. now, who has it. There are some items, like your Chrono Trigger, for example, which is valuable because it's a nostalgia piece. Like There are people out there who are nostalgic for this game, and you can't you find it the, anymore. You have the original box yeah, and you, with the stu- with all the original contents. I yeah. own Final Fantasy there's a, there's VI there's with a, all the original yeah. content with the original box. I mean, it's and amazing. It's worth at least like three hundred dollars. There's a whole business in that. Like you can you can actually have a whole business surrounding nostalgia. Like just like well, like I would pay a lot. Not now, but part of me would be kind of willing to pay some decent money for an old Nintendo if it still worked, which. If, if if any of all if there are Nintendos out there that are like mine when I finally got rid of it, it was on its last leg. When you're constantly clicking the cartridge inside the machine and blowing into it and trying to get it, that thing to start. My problem with Nintendo no was I don't know how. What, where do you get a TV to use it? Oh yeah, because they're all all uh, red, I yellow, still, white. I still own my Nintendo, my Sega, my basic Dreamcast. video. I have I have all of them. Yeah, but you can't play them on anything. One, but I can't play them on anything. So yeah. I need to sit in an egg crate. In my closet, yeah, that's true. You know, just hoping for a day that eventually I'll, I'll set them free. True. Yeah. So, uh, moving on next, right. um, Gotham, Gotham past Monday. Um, what an episode! You know, we're talking about the wrath of the villains. You know, last season it gave me a little bit of a taste. This season, by far, one of the goriest. You see a lot of death happening. Um, Victor Fries, you know, his character is interesting to say the least. You know, but um, Hugo Strange. Oh yeah, he's taking over the season. He sure is. He is. He's definitely taking over the season. Great. I love his evolution of his character. You know, there's just a lot of there's a lot going on, and it's just it's really interesting to see. I don't know based off last episode. I have no idea where they're going with the next episode. 
Yeah. And with the idea that Indian Hill is this some laboratory yeah, that they're yeah, just like yeah. doing everything there, I have no what the hell what they're doing now. Yeah. Well, I think there there were just so many great moments in this episode to begin with. I think my fa- my favorite moment in the episode is just watching Lee like see herself in Nora Frice. Like seeing the fact that like Nora realizes her husband was going down a dark road for her and she should have interjected herself at some point to keep him from getting there. Right. And Lee seeing that in her, like Jim Gordon is going down this dark road that we're not sure he's gonna be able to come back from. Yeah. And she needs to step in at some point. And part of me wonders, what's the price of that going to be? Is it going to be the end of her relationship? Is it she going to get killed? Um, which I would be really tragic considering she's carrying his child. She's like three or four months pregnant. I swear. Yeah, I don't. I, I really want to see her her character make it because I love the two of them together. They got great chemistry. I I just think she's a really great character. And if something happens to her, I think I, I may be very sad. Why the hell when they kill off Barbara? She's not dead yet. She's in the hospital. We I know. Why won't they kill her off already? And I think she's. I think she has a very. I think she's gonna have a very important role to play down the road. And it's like, dude, stop! I'm like, I'm like, just let her be gone already. She's, I felt awkward. Like as soon as like, oh yeah, she's a sleeping. Let I'm like, dude, why Lee? Why are you See, in this room with this chick? So this is my flaw. This is this is my theory. I think she's gonna do something to redeem herself, but it's gonna cost her her life, and that's what's gonna give Jordan and Lee. The cause to call their future daughter Barbara, because remember there is the the yeah. their daughter and is the Barbara. That's if they follow the Lord. Yeah, and she is becomes Batgirl, and eventually she becomes Oracle. So if she does something to redeem herself, but cost her her life, that would give Jim Gordon and Lee cause to call name their own daughter it's Barbara. Very smart. I can see that happening. Yeah. Other things I liked about this episode, I love that by the end of it, you see his transformation into Mr. Freeze, the blue skin, the white eyes, the white hair. That's good. Yeah, they start talking about how he has to live in sub-zero conditions. That's good. Yeah, loved everything about that. Um, I loved how, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, I love the very end when you see all the containers because he talks about death is only the beginning and guess who's back you saw? Jerome. He's in the second container and he's got the red hair, and I'm like, oh my god, that means he, if he if he comes back, maybe he comes back as the transformed Joker at this point. Man, I, I just don't know. This theory, this series, man, I tell you, we're going to stick around. We're going to watch where it goes, I tell you. I love this show out. so much. It's, yeah. Everything about it is so on point. The characters are on point. The storytelling's on point. And it, my only, I think my only gripe this episode, really, I know we've talked about how we they deviate from canon and we're okay with that. <clears throat> but I didn't like that they killed off Nora Frice because the part of a large part of Mr. Freeze's character is that he's his searching. Muse. Yeah, he's searching for that way to keep her alive. That's what uh, allows us to empathize with him. Like if my wife were in that same situation, I'd probably go to great lengths to keep her alive. Right. And that's what makes you a good villain is that you can empathize with them, you can sympathize with their situation. And now his wife is dead. Is he just a villain now? Is he just bad for bad sake? Like what's going to be his new motivation? Does does Hugo have her body somewhere, and he's keep he's managed to preserve it or keep her alive Man, to some that kind of extent? Jacked up. Yeah, because it cracked, right? Yeah, her hand cracked. cracked apart, her yeah. face cracked apart. I'm like, dude. So I really, I really hope they didn't. I mean, it is what it is. I guess. Yeah, that's pretty much it there. Yeah. All right. So, um, so let's talk real quick. I want to mention House of Cards. I know you're not. You know, you've not seen House of Cards. I'm not. But I will for me, is a huge 
disservice, sir, because it's this was like one of Netflix's first original series. Probably the reason why Netflix is doing so well with the original series so far, because and not only that, it kind of established the original series thing for Netflix, Amazon Prime, because before House of Cards, there really wasn't much out there that Netflix, Netflix had. They were original. Yeah, that was theirs. so. Uh, this season, by far, one of my be- my favorite seasons. Uh, if you go to IGN.com, they have a great review on this season, and they it's, I echo their remarks really. But just a great season. Frank Underwood back better than ever, just as manipulative and pragmatic and cunning as ever. Claire, actually, the two of them at odds against each other. Which, if you're not familiar, Claire is his wife. She's the first lady, and she's against him at first because she wants to be the vice president she wants to have her own thing and eventually through tragedy they begin to realize that the only way they're going to win the election for his next term is for them to come together and work together and be the power couple that they were before and that makes for some really great drama just watching the two of them team up again be the power couple that they've been in the past what made the first season so strong was this couple and they've brought it back full circle On top of that, we have a brand new power couple at the same time because it's the election. He's against a new Republican candidate, a young guy, a very George Kennedy-ish with his family, beautiful family, beautiful wife, and just as cunning and just as smart and seductive as Frank Underwood and his wife. So – it's it's a good – it's a great season. I have not finished yet. I got three more episodes. I can't say nothing but – I can't say – Anything bad, only good things about this show. And you need, sir, need to check this out after you watch Narcos. Yeah, I gotta finish watching Narcos. Um, I'm gonna interject by saying, like, um, a great show. I wanna say my show that no one's watching. People are watching it, but I, I say no one's watching it because I don't hear a lot of feedback on it. Or when I ask people about it, I don't get a lot. And a couple months ago, my favorite show that no one watched was um, Undateable. Yeah, I know you love that show. I've tried giving it a few chances. I just can't get into it, man. I can't get into it. It's done live. It's really great. If you like comedies, it's fantastic. And I, I love watching comedies. Where House Cards, maybe didn't jump onto it because it is a drama and it's about politics. Two things that I really don't want watching home, watching when I go home from work. You know, I like to watch someone that makes me laugh when I go home from work. You know, um, <laughs> it's true. You know, it's true. I mean, everybody got things how they unwind. Some people I hear you. Weird. No, I hear you. I want to watch cartoons and laugh a little bit. I hear you. You know, um... But the best show I feel that no one's watching right now that's coming to end of season two, which is now season one is on Hulu, is Man Seeking Woman. Man Seeking Woman, I will tell you, is on FXX. Oh, really? And it's a really good show. I think I've actually heard this film. Show. A show. Yeah. It's a really good show, man. Now, the topics they touch on it are very legit topics, but they take such a funny spin on it and a lot of imagination and it's done very creative and it's a 30-minute show and time kind of flies by, and it's it's funny. So I'd, if you have time, if you have if you have Hulu, seek it out, take a look. It's funny. I think it's it's worth the watch. It's just it's a guy trying to find love, really, and he's that lovable loser which everybody plays sometimes. But he he plays that role very well. He's always played that role. Sure, sure. And like it's just him dealing with trials, tribulations, but within his. I could talk about show forever, but I'm not wasting too much time talking about it. I want you guys to just watch it. Yeah. At least watch one episode. Even if you don't believe that, YouTube it. YouTube sure, it. Sure, yeah, yeah, And yeah. they have like a one-minute snippet of it. Look for the FXX official one, and like a snippet of it. And they'll show like just a, a one-minute snippet of how the show is, you know, and it's it's pretty hilarious. 
So check it out. Now, one thing, one show I will comment on really quickly is Agents of Shield is back. They're uh, coming out in the fall. I know you're not a big fan uh, of the show. You haven't watched it since the first season. I've been following. I, I've been following it. Did it. I've been following it. I feel the show gets better and better each season. I will say that I'm a little worried, and the only reason is this. So Marvel is making an Inhumans movie yeah, in 2017 or 2018 or something like that. But I feel like S.H.I.E.L.D. is so embedded with the Inhumans storyline. Because the Inhumans, right, the TV show Inhumans coming out, right? No, it's, no Inhumans is actually going to get its own film. Uh, and then they're Are you using... Sure about a TV show? It has the guy from, from like... In, it's the Inhumans, or yeah, it's called the Inhumans. It has the guy from um, um, Jailbreak on there, or oh, yeah, you're talking about you're talking about legend. I think you're talking Legends. Is it Legends? It's Legends. You're, that's DC's Legends. Okay, um, but in, right. in, in, which is a pretty good show actually too. Um, but Marvel's making an Inhumans movie, which I still like. Again, Marvel's the only organization I know can take characters you have no care, you care nothing about, and somehow make a major movie out of it, <laughs> and it works. But I'm worried that if they're going to make this movie, why are we getting so embedded in the Inhuman storyline in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I feel like at this point, why make a movie, just make Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Inhumans at this point? I kind of, like, I don't know. I just, I can't, I, I, that's my concern. The show, this, the, the debut show this like uh, the, uh, they had this last week was good. I liked it a lot. It was cool seeing, you know, Agent Ward back all messed up body decaying possessed by an alien but i don't know i feel like the show is getting too inhuman too and i feel like if you're going to make a movie on inhumans just wait just go a different direction you know and the next weekend we got daredevil we yes got daredevil, so. oh yeah. unfortunately i won't be in town for that i'll have to wait till i get back I, catch will, I, will then, I will binge watch it oh yeah you'll have to give me a full brief on that when i get back all right uh Let's talk about some games, man. Yeah, so man. the world of gaming. Your uh, your game division, right? Yes. Division dropped this week. Yes. What do you think? Is it worth the buy? Should Is I... it worth the buy? Now, I will say that. Um, let me let me qualify this statement by saying that the division is very much like Destiny, but it's not. Okay. What makes it like Destiny is that it's a great game to play with friends. You play with friends, boom, you pick it up. The controls very similar to Destiny. Controls, solid. Graphics, solid. Um, you don't have to worry about the story too much. The story isn't too deep. You know what I mean? The story is pretty much, there's a plague happens Black Friday. Some people in New York are infe- infected. Some people aren't. The people that aren't infected, they're pretty much, they're causing, if a pandemonium happened in Manhattan, which it came takes place, what would happen? Rioting? Imagine a riot ha- rioting happening in Manhattan. It'd be craziness, and that's what pretty much happens. So, are you fighting other like civilians, yes. or is there like an organization, a government organization? Well, I've got far you? enough, but I mean, there's like they're pretty much gangs. Wow. Okay. They're gangs, whatever. Because you're sent in from the government. You're a, you're an agent from the government sent in, and you're based on how the game is. You're just like regular common folk there, and you're like a militia essentially. And you're like bam. You're being summoned to handle it, and you you get your gear, and you go down the street, and you're meeting up to the meeting place where all the other people are. And it's really easy to jump in a game with other people. You could get a you could jump in games just like in Destiny. You could jump in games, whatever, and they sync everybody up pretty well and make match make very well for the game. If I have to knock a couple of things on the game, the game's a little brainless. 
the game has, you know, there since it's not that deep, you know, you, my friend, you're a casual gamer, you could pick it up and you could be like, I don't know what this is too much about, but Mr. Locke, I'll play with you and you'll play with hours with me. You'll understand how to play, you'll have a good time playing it, but you're like, Oh, we did some missions, but I don't really know what the major goal is here. Yeah, but yeah. we're we're working on building this place of our place up and about it and like trying to take back Manhattan. That's kind of the big thing. Make try to make the streets safe for everybody. So, how are the graphics? The graphics are solid, really good. Soundtrack? Soundtrack's solid as well. Like, do you, you know is, it an, is it an immersive, immersive experience? It's immersive. It's immersive. It's not too deep immersive because it's a third person view. But you would you liken it to Gears of War earlier? You yes. Said- now the gunplay is comparable to Gears of War because you cannot fire from not without cover. You have to behind cover because if you don't, you'll get hit. You will die. So you have to like you're always behind cover. You go around like you go around. You could go around. Um, you go around objects really easy, you know. And you could you could blind fire. You could blind. You could throw grenades blindly. You know. There's special powers as well in the game too that you gain. They're not special. Not special powers. More special abilities. Medic perks. Robot perks. You could be more of a tank. Now, one thing you said like was good is you like the loot drops in this game. Yes. Now the loot drop. If you're from the Borderland family like I am. The idea that when you beat people and you kill people, they have loot, and the loot also has like a color system, like like Borderlands as well. White is common. You see that green? Oh, that's uncommon. You see that blue? That's that rare. And then it gets gold. They have that gold weapons, which is bam, legendary weapons, and they're they fire better. They have better accuracy, larger clips. The weapons they're very fully customizable as well. You could add on pieces. Scope stuff like that. If you like this gun, you want to make it shoot better, shoot more long range, hold more wep- more ammo in it. You could do that. You could buy that. There is a crafting system in the game as well. I mean, there's there is a lot of immersed stuff as well, and that's why I say if you like Destiny, you'll like this game. And a lot of Destiny players are playing this game because Destiny, which when E3 happens, they they plan on announcing something, yeah. and they need to because they're dying quick. Because they're all their gamers that represent them are going elsewhere. They're playing Call of Duty, and now they're playing the Division because it's very much close. And the Division already said that they have a raid coming out soon, which offers weapons, armors like that, and you team up with your buddies to do as well. There's a lot, of fully, a lot of customization. I will say the original customization when you make your character is extremely weak for that game compared to like any other game that's out in the market right now. Talk about maybe comparable. I would say. From A plus, where you talk about SCOM two, the customization that game is like A plus. You know, what I mean, I could make my guy like a stormtrooper. I could download a mod, make my guy like a stormtrooper. I could make my guy like Ko Ren. Yeah, yeah. I have Ko Ren on the field. Mm-hmm. To that game is, I get a D. I give it an absolute D when it comes to customization. So the division, I give it a solid seven point five. I play about three three and a half hours of it, three three and a half. Okay. You know, what I mean, so I give it a solid seven point five. I haven't got nowhere near end game yet. Or none like that, but it's fun. I'm gonna get more gameplay going for it and see how I feel about it. Yeah, but it doesn't have my heart. I'll still say, like, I'll play the game, but I'm still very much engulfed. SCOM 2. SCOM 2 is still, I would say, the best game out right now. It's on PC, only, right? And I love that game. Cool. So, I've been playing the new Battlefront DLC. So, as we all know, some of the limitations that came out of Battlefront were. Not obviously, there was no mission narrative, no story mode. There's only so many mission multiplayer games that you have, and I think the biggest limiting factor was there were only three major maps, oh. three or four major maps. Oh. So, 
when you like, so the, with the majesty of Battlefront, if you will, when you first start playing it, is it is a very immersive experience. If you're a Star Wars fan and you want to be in a Star Wars battle, you are in a Star Wars battle. The graphics are pristine. A one. The environments are amazing. A one. Uh, when you when you spawn in a battle, you've got Tie Fighters and X Wings fighting over your head. You've got AT and eight at ats and walkers. Sounds of sounds of the blasters. Turrets, blasters. I mean, it is a completely immersive experience. A1. But there's like five maps, and you're playing the same maps over and over again. Now, the newest DLC has expanded the maps. There's um, a new bit map called the Survivors of Endor, which is really cool. It's got it takes place after the destruction of the second Death Star, and the rebels are now attacking the few remaining uh, Imperial strongholds. Uh, as you're playing this map, trees are on fire and falling around you, which adds for new co- places to cover and new places to hide. There's uh, walkers that are down and destroyed, so a really great map. Uh, another new map that they've come out with, they've got, uh, two new maps from, uh, in Tantooine. I can't remember the names of them, but one is uh, the camp encampment of a group of sand people, which has got a lot of nooks and crannies and really rock bridges that go up high. It's a very expansive map, but uh, breathtaking. I mean, you see it and you just you actually think you're in the Grand Canyon. It's so detailed and so very real. Uh, again, just a very immersive experience. And then the other remaining map is also on Tantooine. It's in like a canyon, and there's some downed walkers in there. Oh, and there's also Solist as well from uh, Episode 3. But, you know, again, major limitations associated. Again, uh, They've added a few new uh, single-player challenges and mission modes, uh, They, but that's nothing super exciting. And it hurts my feelings because, again, this game is owned by EA right now. I mean, it's, it's, it's a shame because on paper, and I played the game with Mr. Fig about two hours, for about two hours, and I'm watching it. It looks great. You know, and the idea that I played multiplayer games in the past that has limited maps, had five maps, that's fine. If you have five maps, have the five maps be different. The five maps aren't different. Yeah. The five maps that were in Battlefront that they have right now, they're all the same. There are wide open areas, and you feel like Ken Fodler. Unless you can find a power-up that's totally random, you could be you get 800 kills, whatever. Yeah, and the kill streaks are stupid, too. Like, yeah. 100 kill streak? Who the fuck is 100 kills in a row without dying once? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? In a game where it's free-for-all. That's outrageous because, oh, you'd be Luke, you could be Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader and you just rape people across the battlefield, you know? Yeah. And I think it's just an imbalance. It's, it's, it's not imbalanced or whatever. And the, now, when you say the DLC come in, where it's going to be some burning trees, give some covers like that, I think that's going to add to an idea that, all right, cool, this will be really cool. I mean, I remember, I, I don't like, if you know anything about me, I don't like Call of Duty. Yeah. But I will say, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, number one, the first one, was a great game. Because map variety it was just so different you had a map close battle you knew you were in this map yo get the shotguns out do 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 and he's like get the shotguns close battle all right this map get snipers out watch out for snipers every map you had to run a strategy that keeps the game fresh i felt when i was playing i was like oh i got spawned in Boo-doo-doo. i died literally took three steps boo-boo-boo this dude sniping from a distance what just happened spawn somewhere boo-boo-boo all right boom i'm in the jet all right cool i'm not flying long enough to even like 
you can't practice flying because there's not a single player mode. Well, there is a, but there is a, you, there is a training mode where you can go and do challenges, and then and there is, and there is that. a multiplayer air mode only, which is more dogfighting and stuff, which is kind of cool. All right. But I think for since this is my problem with Battlefront and EA, EA Sports in general. All right. So one, EA has mastered the in-app purchase. Microtransactions. Like let's let's talk about microtransactions for a minute. Two years ago, when Madden came out, they came out with a masterful strategy of, hey, you want to play Madden? That's great. You want to play multiplayer? That's great. You want to be good? You want a good team? You need to buy these packages that come with cards with awesome players that you can put on your team. I mean, you don't have to buy them. You can just play the game, but it's going to take you 10 hours to get them. But if you pay fifty dollars, you can get all the. You can save yourself the time and be the best guy in multiplayer world. Yeah, and that suckers like me were purchasing it because I want to be good. Suckers like you. Last year, I was uploading videos of me opening packs. I spent about at one week. I spent three hundred dollars. Yeah, on packs, card, digital packs on a game. That I don't play anymore. Yeah. It's worth nothing. Exactly. Right and by the way, we didn't buy Madden again this year because we I didn't, didn't buy yeah. Madden this year. And so, it's kind of a shame because I think I probably would have because they had they introduced a new mode on like called Draft Champions that doesn't require any money and that sounds looks really cool and it's kind of fancy drafting. You can draft your team and if they have that next year, I might buy it just for that one mode because that seems like a fun mode to do. But the idea of these car packs and then if you go on YouTube and you look at Madden YouTube players, the big YouTube players. They are spending at least three hundred, four hundred, a thousand dollars a month. Crazy, on Madden. It's crazy because they're buying these card packs, opening these big bundles that cost ten thousand micro, ten thousand points, like PlayStation points. That's like a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. but over to open just to hopefully get the right card they want. Or they're EA, not really EA, but there's these side. Uh, websites where you could buy the coins to buy these cards. And you spend real money on coins so you could buy in-game cards yeah. to make card better. It's crazy, you know. And so and it's just bad. so EA with Battlefront, in my opinion, was like, I'm going to give you just enough to get you hooked with the for, with the Battlefront initial release, and then I'm going to sell you a DLC package, a, a, a season pass for, fi- for fifty bucks, and you don't Ridiculous. even know what's coming out. And again, because I'm not going to lie, when I first started playing Battlefront. It's exciting. Like I said, it's an immersive experience. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Oh, everybody I know yeah. that played Battlefront so, from the get-go, they played it yeah. for a so good like, solid two within days. Like a, so like when I, after playing like the game for two, three days, I was like, I'm buying Season Pass. I want the DLCs. But at the same time, if what if what is being released is... If, we're really, if what we're going to get is what's being released currently, I'm a little disappointed. I'm a little worried. And what's worse is EA, EA owns, as far as I know, owns all of LucasArts' former properties because yep. Disney sold it to them which means any future Star Wars game is released by EA which means that it's going to come with probably a ton of microtransactions or it's or DLC or D, it's going to require lots of DLCs which means they're going to hit you with we're going to give you a half-assed product in the beginning that's going to be good enough to get you to come in and want to buy the rest. the rest and that's why I say fuck you EA fuck you up your stupid ass because you have ruined gaming for me. It's a shame because EA itself, they have great developers. They do. Dude, that They're game is beautiful. It's so beautiful. Even Madden looks 
Madden looks good. It's like watching a game. A game. Madden looks great. Dragon Age looked great. Mass Effect looked great. Like all these games looked great. Mass Effect is a franchise that I pray. Oh, I pray because it's, it's Bioware. So Bioware probably won't let it happen. But I have reserved because Dragon Age Three was a hard game to play. It was very. I think the setup was kind of wrong. They kind of failed. But I think every. I can say for all Dragon Ages, there was pros and cons for every Dragon Age game. But I won't go into it. I digress. You know. But the microtransaction game in that game was so ridiculous with these cards. They open these treasure chests to hopefully get these weapons. Mm-hmm. And you spend big money on the treasure chest to get a meteoric weapon and get a bunch of potions. I'm not trying to use potions all day. I want a big sword and everything else. It was terrible. Um, the microtransaction game when it came to Mass Effect 3 was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, it's, well, it's it, tough. It, I mean, it, the, the bundle that they had for Star Wars... They EA single-handedly targeted the fanboy and said, "Like we're going to straight up bend you over, and we're going to give it give it right up to you, no lube. Here it comes." Because no reach bundle, around either. There was no reach around. There was not a kiss goodbye. It was bad. Yeah, like, because the original the bundle prices were so bad. Yeah, for like the pre-order one was like a hundred something. Yeah, so there was one. There was one. There was one bundle that was a hundred dollars, and the stuff that came with it wasn't even that great. Like. It came with like you get the ion grenade, which if you play t- for two hours, you, you get the get you get the experience. You the ion do not grenade. pay, ladies and gentlemen. You do not, from a gamer, from a nerd point of view, you do not spend over a hundred dollars yeah. on anything unless you get something physically in your hand. Oh yeah, you don't pay nothing for something digital. Yeah. All right. The most I ever spent on a video game ever, I bought the Borderlands Two Special Ultimate Loot Chest Edition, where I spent one hundred fifty dollars on it. And I got, and I still have it to this day, a certificate of like saying it is legit. It's a one of a kind of so many, so many. There's all, there's so many of these. There's no more after these. And I have this huge chest with all the stuff I've never opened. So I'm keeping it for mystique value, keeping it later. You know, <laughs> that's how. That's what I do. I have this huge chest. I still have the original box. Oh yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's just there. You know, it, you do not spend hundred fifty dollars on an ion grenade and a couple of blasters. And a chance getting a couple of maps later on. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It really, it's um, so. Uh, again, EA, the master of the microtransaction, is really screwing the Star Wars fan. I mean, at the same time, like I said, Battlefront. I'm not gonna hate on the game because it's. I still find it fun. It's the kind of game where if I got some time, I got nothing to do, I'm gonna pick up the controller, I'm gonna play for a few hours, get in like, or maybe not even a few hours, maybe an hour at the most, have some fun with it. Uh, but at the same time, this game has so much potential. It really hurts my feelings that EA has said we're only going to stick to the original trilogy because Battlefront 2, what made that game was great, was that even though you don't necessarily like the prequels, there's so much good content there. There's great battlefields. There's great characters that you can have in the game. Same thing with Force Awakens. We know we're going to see new worlds and new new battles. Let's incorporate that in the game. I mean, you can expand... have all the rights. Why not? Yeah, I mean, right, like, you're, right now you're limited to like three heroes, Luke, Leia and, and and Han, and you're limited to three villains: Vader, Emperor Palpatine, and Boba Fett. And they've added two new heroes, apparently, which aren't even heroes. One is Greedo, and one's Greedo. the one's the little character that Lando flies around with in Greedo. in, 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 in uh, Return of the Jedi. Greedo, yeah, exactly. So Greedo. now imagine if you take Force Awakens, you can have Greedo. you can have Rey, you can have Finn, you can have 
Kylo Ren. If you go back to Clone Wars, you can get Greedo. Anakin. I know. It's ridiculous. You can have Kylo Ren. I mean, you can have Anakin. You can have Obi-Wan. You can have, There's so many good characters. And on top of it, I mean, I, I can tell you right now, Force Awakened alone has some great potential battles. Like, Maz Kanata, the battle outside her bar, is epic. I mean, imagine having a, a, a game where you actually, you're in the X-Wing, and you're heading to that shore, and you're just shooting up, like, uh, stormtroopers. Or... The uh, the battle on the giant base uh, station like, or it's like solar the, the star killer yeah star killer base thank you star killer base would be another sweet one where you're you're flying around trying to get you know damage the things so they can get inside and plant the weapons or something Greedo. yeah I know exactly Greedo so Greedo EA has found a way to, to completely destroy our fanboy of dreams all the, of all the enemies Greedo though yeah exactly like, Greedo he doesn't even shoot first <laughs> I'm, I don't even... <laughs> So, all right, but that's, that's again, EA, screw you, I hate you. And I'm not going to not, and, and I don't want to, like, come off as saying, like, I'm not getting microtransactions, because I'm not. I am not getting microtransactions. I'm not going to say, I'm going to dirty, say, dirty, dirty, dirty. To a, I will say to a gamer purist, it is dirty. It's it's, it's kind of scummy. I will say it. it kind of scummy? <laughs> I, I want to wash my hands just talking it, about it. You know what? No, it, it, it all depends. Like, if you do it like the game Evolve did it, the game Evolve died because they released half a game and then the rest of half of the game was all, like, microtransactions. Ugh. So, I mean, that's why no one talked about Evolve. They talked about prior to before the release and after it got released, it died. You know what I mean? But, like, other games, they have microtransactions, like, what, like, like Hearthstone. Hearthstone's a huge game, huge card game. I like playing it. And you buy little card packs to make your cards better. Or you have to keep buying cards. You break the cards down you don't like. And you can make cards that you actually need to make you a better player. So, I mean, there's certain games do that. And some games have, like, microtransaction. If you buy this right now, you can buy this a certain amount percent off right now. They got little specials. And maybe people like us that work all the time, the try to keep with people that live, that's just sit at home and play video games all day. So we can at least spend a little bit of money. I spent 10 bucks to catch myself up with everybody. I wouldn't mind that. I, I don't guess. mind that. I don't know, you have a different perspective on it. I have a different perspective. I'm, like I said, I'm more of a gamer. True. You know, so real I, quick, I want to win. I want to move on real quick. Just one very quick topic, and then we'll move on to the NFL free agency. I, I, so last episode, we talked extensively about the new Ghostbusters trailer, how we felt about it. So new news has come out that apparently there's going to be a Ghostbusters animated movie. Infinite Worlds. Yeah, yeah exactly. And now there's going to be a Ghostbusters expanded universe. And at the center of all of this is Dan Aykroyd and Ivan Reitman making this whole thing work. Uh, apparently, Channing Tatum is going to have a, some kind of Ghostbusters movie Baby that's going to be part of this. Yeah, exactly. Baby, Baby Oscar. Oscar. Baby Oscar grows Which, up. Which I'm not sure how you can have in a Ghostbusters expanded universe. Okay, like it works for Marvel because they have a huge pantheon of characters from which to pull from. It works with X Men because X Men has a huge pantheon of characters to work from. Ghostbusters, like. This you new can. movie is a reboot. You can. Now, well, only if I, I would argue you have an expanded universe if you, you ca- if you connected it to the original story and maybe you had Egon and and, and, and Spangler and all these guys. Like you, you got Ghostbusters West Coast, Ghostbusters Miami, Ghostbusters Boston. You can make it so that like Rick Moranis and like the receptionist shit because they didn't hook up. Whatever they have a child, bam. That's whatever. But how's that linked to Ghostbusters? I mean, then they finally like, dude, I want to become a Ghostbuster. My dad was a Ghostbuster because Rick Moranis had the end of two. He thought he was a Ghostbuster. He's like, I'm a Ghostbuster. Yeah, and he's true. like, I want to be like my dad, be a Ghostbuster, and he tried to fight to do that. That'd be kind of cool. You got um, 
Baby Oscar can't but that, take again, him. But, that, but that, the problem is that requires us to acknowledge the original one, and they've completely rebooted that with this new Ghostbusters film. But this Infinite Worlds. So that so could there's, be... <laughs> infinite so worlds. there's dimension, it's, it's, it's Crisis on Infinite Ghostbusters yes, Worlds? Like, yes, it is. So, so in this one, the, all the Ghostbusters people are replaced by Crisis females. on Infinite New York. I see. The people are replaced by, like, replaced by females, which we saw, and we, we have to live with the idea that the Ghostbusters are now females now. Get over it. Mm-hmm. All right? And this dimension, it actually just carries on from the world. They could do one where the ghosts are... They can maybe do a dark one where, like, the ghosts are actually, like, killing people. Like, yeah. they're demons. Yeah. And they can be like, demon hunters. That would be a really good show to watch, as well, a movie to watch as well. Sony Cash Grab. Sony Cash Grab. That's it is exactly Sony Cash what grab. this is. Sony Cash but Grab. you know what, though? Hasn't all the movies turned to Cash Grabs? Yeah, If but... it isn't original? Fair. But I will say this. Okay, let's look at the existing uh, existing universes. Marvel's expanded universe. At least they're good movies. That's arguable. DC expanded universe. Again, at least they're good movies. DC and the TV really shows. Universe, the no, they're TV. Yes, they are. Flash TV show is going to connect with a Supergirl TV show. Yeah, Legends. Legends is connected. Arrow and Flash. Uh, we know there's um, there's going to be another DC show coming out soon. I forget. It's going to be like an office type show, but it's in the DC an universe. Office type show? Yeah, it's going to be a comedy apparently. <laughs> it's in the DC universe. There's um, he can things on fire. But I mean, uh, X Men, X Men, X Men universe, Deadpool. You know, is a part of the X Men, X Men universe. So these are all ex- successful universes because they all spawned from an original thing. Ghostbusters though, Sony like so I feel, I feel like Sony was like, what do we have that we can make expand universe out of? Let's see, Disney has Star Wars and Marvel, Fox has the X Men, we got Ghostbusters. Let's be very honest, they're making another Transformer movie. No, well, you, let's go. Transformers is Paramount. I know, but again, that's infinite. That's an infinite universe apparently, because whatever whatever's happening, there's still trouble with these giant robots on Earth. Yeah, I disagree. And we're living with it. After the abomination we had before, we got to deal with another one. <laughs> All I'm saying is, does anyone, has anyone, I mean, I think people were asking for another Ghostbusters movie. I don't know if they're asking for a Ghostbusters expanded universe. Well, Mike, here's my thing, okay? Here's the thing I'm really confused by. The, I'm really confused by the idea that you're telling me Bill Murray wouldn't do the, the Ghostbusters movie? No, like, he wouldn't. Because the script apparently wasn't good enough. Like he, he said the only way he was gonna come back is if he can come no back as a ghost. No shit, Bill. No shit, Bill. <laughs> he was on the last episode of Angie Tribeca on TBS. <laughs> He's played a store clerk. Who? Bill Murray. Oh wow. Bill know. freaking Murray <laughs> is on Angie Tribeca on TBS, a show that no one watches, but it's very much Naked Gun ass and Steve Carell and is his it wife. Good? See him and his wife like directed and they created it. Whatever. Is it good? It's not bad. But you're you, not selling I, I, I'm telling you, I'm not. I'm, here's the thing, okay? You have to be a fan of Naked Gun. Do you like Naked Gun? I do like Naked Gun, yeah. All right, then you'll like it. You have to. It's a. It's outlandish comedy. It's outlandish. It's kind of funny because there's a black guy on there. I don't know if people even watch TBS. Huh? I don't know if people even still watch TBS. Mr. Locke lives on TBS, dog. American Dad comes on eight o'clock on Mondays and it's followed by Andy Tribeca, and that's how I know about it because I watch American Dad, one of the funniest animated shows. I love it, and. You know, Angel Becca, like, the black dude on there has a dog, and he's, like, the K-9, he's a canine hound, like, police officer. But his, but he's, like, the dog to the police, the, the dog, he's the dog to the dog. The dog drives the car, the dog checks the computer, and he's, like, oh, what do you got? All right, cool. And the dog's, like, super smart and does everything. He's, like, oh, my partner left me again. <laughs> it's, like, what? It, it, it's just, 
It's just silly world. Steve Carell and his wife created okay, it. Okay, fair enough. Let's get back to the original. Twenty-five movie. episodes. Okay. They played as a marathon. Yeah, for I saw 25 that. Hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Craziness. Okay. All right. Let's move on to our last topic. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's move on to the last topic of the night. <laughs> NFL free agency happened. I know this is something you're extremely passionate about because yes. this is like, this is your equivalent of like real life fantasy football. Yes, it is. Uh, this is where I, let's talk about some big moves this week. I love NFL offseason because it's fantasy football all over again. And what's been happening in New York Giants? Huge splashes. They picked up a cornerback, a defensive end, and a defensive tackle. They spent a combined over a hundred and what was it, like hundred fifty million dollars on those players. On the players, wow. you know, Javoris Jenkins overpriced, overpaid them. Yeah, the defensive yeah. tackle, they got the right price. That was good. Defensive end, that's it's arguable because all um, Olivier Vernon, he is a big guy. He's never averaged ten sacks a season. He's getting paid. He got a contract of eighty-five million dollars or fifty million of it guaranteed. Let me tell you something. He's getting paid more than JJ Watt. Wow. Okay. He's got more guaranteed money than JJ Watt. Just wrap your mind around that. Has you got J.J. Watt talent? No. <laughs> no. J.J. Watt is J.J. freaking Watt. Okay? You're, people that deserve big money is Vaughn Miller. Vaughn Miller saw that contract, that Olivia Vernon guy. like, dude, I'm going for a $100 million contract. Because there's no way you're paying that scrub that much money, and you're not going to pay me. Because mm-hmm. I'm not called. I don't know Olivia Vernon, like, person, person. If I made him a person, I'm not going to call him a scrub in his face. But I call him a scrub on his podcast. He's kind of a scrub. I mean, he's not scrub, but he's decent. He's mid-range. He's well. They're buying him on potential. He's twenty-five, so he might grow into bigger. He might oh, grow crap. bigger. He might be faster. He might be more intelligent to play his skills a bit better. But I think it's a product of the Miami Dolphins offensive line was Miami Dolphins, Cameron Wake, and all the big beasts. Miami's always had great defensive like pass rushing. So, eh. all right. Then you got like the Oakland Raiders. They've had some good splashes with. Draft uh, picking people up as well in free agency, you know. Um, Jacksonville spending money; they're not afraid to spend money. Um, and the big move that happened yesterday was Brock Osweiler, the Denver Broncos, signed with the Houston Texans for seventy-two million dollars. Oh wow! The Texans know. need some talent, though. They need talent. They when were so bad last the season. The Broncos just had Payne Manning retire on Monday. I know. Which so would, on Wednesday which, they lose their other quarterback. Yeah, which brings us to Colin Kaepernick, who was seeking a trade. Is he going to go to Denver? And that's what it's looking like. Because Denver is willing to give him a second round draft pick for him. Which sounds like if that happens, then RG Thrizzle, yeah. he might go to the Niners. And it'd be good. You send him there, and then they could send that. They could spend that second round draft pick on drafting a quarterback Dude, to back him up. You, and that'd work. By getting rid of RG3, the Redskins get back like $63 million. That's a couple of picks right there, man. That's some. That's that's a couple of contracts in its own. But you right. understand though, the Redskins, y'all hurt yourselves. Oh, the no the doubt. Redskins hurt themselves in that draft. In that draft, when they traded those picks out, the Rams picked up like this guy named a linebacker named Ogletree, who is like great. He never Pro Bowl, but he's like on the verge of becoming one. And they picked up another guy. They picked up like three great people for the price of that RG three first round draft picks. So it's. It's something else. It's really hard to tell. RG3, I wish him the best in what he's going to do because I, I don't know. He needs to eat one giant cup, of, drink a whole cup of humble pie, 
Figure out what he needs to do. A humble sub. He needs a humble sub. Humble sub from Subway. <laughs> you know, with the new marinara. Da, That's da, right. Da, da, you know. See, my thing is, like, I'm worried, though, how successful can he be at, with Chip Kelly? Chip Kelly's whole thing, if you will, is he likes to, you know, he likes quick offenses. He likes to keep the, the defense on their toes. And RG3 has never been good with the hurry-up offense. I think there's a reason why Kirk Cousins was always called in for hurry-up offense because RG3 just can't do it. If Chip Kelly says, if I make your offense like the offense you had in Baylor, then you might be successful. Yeah, but I didn't, my understanding is that college offenses are not necessarily good NFL offenses. It's not necessarily good. You can't You can't make your entire offense a college offense, but you have college wrinkles. College wrinkles are like, Spread so you run five wide, um, bubble screens, which R3 is great at doing, um, read option, R3 is good at doing, mm-hmm. um, you know, read option, like I said, you know, I mean, just like bubble screens, quick passes, quick slants. It's gonna be a West Coast offense, like R3 would be great with West Coast offense, pitch and catch. That's what he was really successful with in Washington. The problem is in Washington, I think his downfall, personally speaking, was when he decided that he could be, be paying man in the pocket and he could yeah. throw the ball around. You're not him. You can't read defenses like that. Yeah. You need a quick one read, throw the ball, get the ball out of your hand real quick, or decide if you're going to run, use your 4-4 speed, and make people miss. You know, so that's really interesting. Um, Denver Broncos, they're thinking we're going to try Callan Kaepernick. If Kaepernick fails and falls through, they might try to get Ryan Fitzpatrick. The Jets didn't want to sign him back because they're like, you're not the future. But sure, Geno Smith sure as hell not. Yeah. So I... It's a tough time. Like, if you don't have a quarterback right now, you're dead in water. But the idea that you're talking about Brock Osweiler has less than 10 starts. He is top 10 highest paid quarterback in the league right now. That's crazy. So, I mean, how so? How are the quarterback prospects looking? They don't look so great this year. All right. So, based on the moves you've seen, who do you think is poised best to have a good start? Not necessarily get the Super Bowl, but to have a good, strong start. We're talking free agents or team-wise? Team-wise. Um, team-wise, I would say maybe the Giants. Because they're trying to – Giants had a lot of injuries last season. They Fitch sure Cruz did. Fitch Cruz got hurt. Yeah. Fitch Cruz restructured his contract to give Giants more money. You know, he took a pay cut to stay. Um, I tell you what, the Carolina Panthers aren't winning the NFC South next year. Really? You don't think so? No, they're not. Not even with Cam Newton at the helm? Nope. Nope. Two words. Subal hangover. Oh yeah, that's it. Like they weren't, they were kind of mid-range, relying heavy on their defense. They've brought nobody new. Josh Norman's playing on this like contract. He's trying to. He's gonna be. He's franchise whatever. So he's gonna play that one-year contract. They might sign him back. You know, injury's gonna happen. It's hard to judge now who's gonna go to Subal. Right. You know, if you you don't all because you went free agency doesn't mean you win Subal either. You don't make the playoffs either. But the Giants getting defensive in, a corner, two areas they weren't great at last year. I'm still wondering what they're going to do to the linebacker situation. Their linebacker situation is abysmal. Yeah. You, get, you get past the front four, you can go pretty far against the Giants right now. And their division, I would say, their major threat in that division is the Redskins. Beyond that, I mean, I don't have a lot of faith in the Cowboys because their defense is beginning to fall apart because mm-hmm. they're getting long in the tooth. And their offense getting long in the tooth, not seeing new moves, nothing really happening there either. The Eagles, they're not so great either. Yeah. They're in a rebuilding stage right now. You know, so they got they picked up Chase Daniels. I hope he wins starting job. I want wish him none of the best as well. He's a baller. But speaking of the division, 
Dallas too, man. I mean, I think it's all safe to say Tony Romo's not doesn't have much more in him, and it's, there's there's a good chance RG three could go to Dallas. He's I've falling seen a, a, Romo's falling apart. He just had a another surgery, getting a plate put in his, in his yeah. like arm. You know, what I mean, so, like, I mean, uh, there, I've seen some commentary on RG three going potentially could end up in Dallas, which would I'd be, be absolutely shocked. Yeah, he ends up in Dallas, shocked because you're talking about that is talking about a powder keg that they don't want. Because you're talking about bringing drama to Big D. That'd be it. Really? You think so? It'd be drama because people would be like hanging on Romo. If Romo has one game or Romo gets injured just a little bit, RG3 comes in there. Yeah. And then what happened if RG3 performs well and Romo's healthy? Are you going to sub him out? Or is Romo done? Or are you going to, I mean, technically you can. I mean, that's what they did with Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, yeah. Drew Bledsoe got hurt. Romo got in. And then he just never had the job ever again. Wow. Okay. So, it, I mean, it could happen. Yeah. So it just it is football. It's a business. It is. It but is. I, I would say they're poised in that division. Um, Seattle, they're kind of doing what they do. Arizona look like they're getting better. Yeah, <laughs> they're getting better. That's scary. You know, <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. Then you got the Broncos are looking really bad. Browns, red alert! Your first pick next year. I don't see them doing anything. They're going to be the worst team next year. So what do we have to look forward to in the next few weeks for the free agency? I think. Um, also, these are mid-card now. you got the mid-card free agency players now. So you're going to wonder where all these players were. Now the young guys, they're being bought up right now. But it's all the mid-range guys. The guys are like 29, 31, 32-year-old guys that still got intelligence to play ball. But they don't want to pay them big money. They're going to jump on to the teams that are potential to make playoffs and make a Super Bowl run. You want, you're going to see those players spring on and make it happen or they're going to try to coast a career out or try to revitalize themselves you know so that's going to be like pretty interesting seeing that as well awesome all right folks we are at the 57 minute mark we've had a great time talking y'all tonight we hit a lot of great topics yeah so uh we look forward to seeing you this weekend we're going to come at you on sunday uh, we're going to check out the new 10 Cloverfield Lane movie pops yes, sir. on Friday. Yes, sir. Uh, we'll probably even head to downtown Norfolk, which is a huge surprise. We haven't been down in Norfolk in a while. A hot minute. Yeah, so we might go check out what's going on down there with the St. Paddy's Day festivities. So maybe we'll go have a few green beers, kick it back a little bit. Uh, so, look, so look out, look for us out there on Friday night. But Sunday, we'll come back at you with a new episode. In the meantime, have a blessed week. Yeah, man, you have a great night and a blessed day. All right, take it easy.